following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. We now return you to a regular episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... Editorial writer, Happy Crow Kitty. And... Editorial writer, V-Lord GTZ. And bringing up the rear... Not editorial writer, Junior. <laughs> nah. Nah. That ain't me. That ain't him. No, you got other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, perhaps. So, Toonami had another one of their uh, total immersion event adventures with Tom and Sarah. Uh, this It's only going to be two parts, and the first part was very brief. But there was some interesting stuff in there. Some, some fun commentary between Tom and Sarah, I must say. Yeah. Uh, Opening with a whole existential crisis that Tom's having about the fact that they live on a space station that is designed to make more of him. And Sarah's like, you know, don't don't think about it anymore, Tom. You know, it, it, you know, it it's what did she say? His it, it'll fry his anxiety circuits. His anxiety. Really Tom <laughs> has anxiety circuits. Don't we that's, all though? That's uh, that's very yeah, advanced. Man. And unnecessary. <laughs> don't don't make a robot have existential crises. <laughs> he has to deal with enough uh, other crises. He's not such just as, a robot. He's an android. That's true. He is an android. But uh, Sarah assures him that even though there are thousands maybe millions of other toms out there he will always be the most tom that's true it's hmm, it's kind of interesting that he i'm just gonna hand wave that he suggests that maybe he was the only tom at a point because we know that there's more than one tom out there he knows that but yeah, let's let's not get too much into that. But uh, Junior noticed that oh god that that Tom was packing heat from two prior adventures. Tell us about that, Junior. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, for I mean the one blaster from the the forge and. The Vindication, like, I kind of, I kind of expected that, because, you know, the Vindication is related to the Forge and whatnot. Um, but, mm, the, his blaster from the Absolution Mark III, I don't know about that. That's weird. That's weird that, uh, they'd, he'd have that. I mean, it's, unless they forged them at some point. I don't know. I don't see why they wouldn't just forge more blasters from, uh, you know, uh, the forge, like that blueprint, because that one clearly seems to be more effective than, uh, (laughs) 
you know what I mean. It's maybe he's got a soft spot for. Uh, I don't know for that for that well, design. It is kind maybe of the theme for the whole return, mm-hmm. like it referencing past immersion events. You know, if I don't know, if, I mean, I'm sure you noticed, like he referencing him referencing other versions of himself, him referencing being cloned, him referencing like seeing the other ship come in with an older version of him. He made a joke about pirate. Like the whole thing for the whole two minutes was just like flashbacks to other immersion events and other Tom lore. So I felt like that uh, might be just a detail all kind of broken into the whole event meant to be for true Tom fans. Well, there you have it. Of course, Maybe. Junior would pick up on it. <laughs> Probably Listen. helps that he recently rewatched a bunch of those events. That's a level of high scrutiny, Junior. No joke. Not even that. No, it's just it's like, hey, wait a minute. Something doesn't add up. It's just it's neat. Just like, just weird, like, oh. Why does he have this blueprint? Like, why did they make something like that? But, I mean, whatever. We shall continue. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Sarah notes that they have a broadcast coming in on their distress signal, and it it seems to be old footage of Tom, too, and Sarah. And uh, as we see in the preview, that is clearly the dock of the absolution clearly and uh, i mean the dreams promos playing <laughs> on the screen it's i mean it's pretty i mean it's pretty close to the bridge it's not exact but it's i mean it does its job yeah it's it's definitely close it's enough classic could, classic could be a replica cla- <laughs> it's quite you got the classic chair you got the uh you know, the station, I don't know, like with the holograms, with the planet, though the monitors are a bit different. They, it seems like they yanked the the monitors from the dick of the absolution. <laughs> the front side. I, I don't like it. Their quote-unquote game room, so to speak. I guess, I guess we could consider that the game room. Might as well. I don't know. I think calling it the dick is actually uh, <laughs> or why not? Because we're all children here, so why not? <laughs> why not? I mean, I've, I've been tainted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah. They, they seem pretty startled by what they what they find from when the when the doors open and fade to <laughs> the end. What a tease. No, I mean, okay. Like the way Tom was like, no way. Like, I don't th- I don't think he's startled. I think he's like excited or something. I don't know. Maybe he's tone. Amazed. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That that does seem more accurate, yes. He didn't seem stressed. Mm-hmm. No, it's not firing up his anxiety circuits. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. But yeah, that uh, that that uh, cruiser. It's very, very. It looks. Ah. I mean, it's not exactly the same as the Absolution. It takes some cues from it in the design-wise, but I I like it. I think it passes, checks my marks. Yeah. Yeah, it it looks 
very close enough for government work. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Space government yeah. work. Yeah. They're like, yeah. is it a ghost ship? They're like, well, perhaps it's from a ghost planet. <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. There was a. Where did there was a quote come from. <laughs> there was a quote that Tom said, like, I can't believe they're broadcasting our home movies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. Now, I have a theory that, you know, like the fact that we saw the Dreams promo, Shout Us to Slim for uh, the HD remastering of it, you know, <laughs> Dreams do come true. Um, but like, I don't think that's actually Tom Two on that ship because no. it's just a, it's just a replay of that. It's just uh, a video. Yeah. We call it's them like pirates. Replaying... Yeah, exactly. Hey, wait a minute. It felt a little bit like a joke, like poking fun at um, tsunami fan imitators. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired? Shots fired? Oh, I like that though. Like, I think that's funny. It's funny. I I don't know if that was intentional, but I like I like I, the idea I, of it. It's yeah. a little bit on the nose, but it's funny. <laughs> it's about time. It's about time. <laughs> I'll accept it. I I mean, like, Adult Swim is good at doing those kind of shady things. Like, that's kind of their style, so it, it wouldn't surprise me. It is, but mm, I don't know. I don't think they really like poke fun at like illegal activities like piracy and whatnot. Yeah, now, not so much. Yeah, poking fun at the blockchain and uh, uh, all that other nonsense. Absolutely. <laughs> Free game. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess it, we'll it, see. <laughs> yeah. There we'll are see. various theories going around the internet. They're all probably wrong. Which is <laughs> why you don't see me pushing too hard on any theory, because I just don't see the point. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's, it's I mean it's fun to speculate. That's that's all it is. It's all good fun. Yeah. And if you're right, you get to yell, eat shit. <laughs> I was right about Tsunami having a, a, um, a April Fool's Day where they had everything in Japanese. And that was really satisfying. Nobody cared that I was right. But I felt good about it. So <laughs> That was a good call. It was, that was good... neat. I quite enjoyed it. I did too. <laughs> it's a very special night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I uh, don't know. That'd be cool. I, I don't expect anything earth-shattering. It's probably it's just not. Nice, just a nice thing. I, I expect it to like the tie to run a little bit longer because usually the finales of ties they they're they're a bit longer than the first couple episodes. Yeah, um, probably. So hopefully they can make some fun out of it. I mean, it, best case scenario, they leave the forge with that new ship. I think that'd be great. If not, oh well. Well, 
I mean, the, this is this is meant to be an anniversary edition, so I think it's meant to be sort of a like this is this is for fans, you know, kind of yeah. moment. Like here, happy anniversary, we made this just for you. So like, I feel mm-hmm. like the only thing I'll say resembling any a theory in this is that it's it's meant to reflect back on other immersion events and toms and all that and bring that all together in some kind of like event like this to you know for fun for for people watching yeah i would agree i'm not even entirely convinced that they'll like change the packaging significantly even if they get a different ship yeah yeah like they they have changed it a little bit as of this week, they have um, they have the the video screen being well, yeah uh, different. Tom's busy, because, guys. I mean, yeah, exactly. Tom's busy. Like the, he's not going to be at the <laughs> at his station, yeah. um, which so, which is odd because they they, they may or may these... not change the theme. They might not. I mean, if and they they might do what they did with Countdown and like. Just tweak it up afterwards, because mm. that's exactly what they did. They they did a tiny little bit of refresh, but not something significant. As the uh, whenever uh, they started airing Fully Cooly Part Two, right? Um, but <laughs> if we could get something resembling the pipes look again, that'd be kind of neat. Doubtful. I mean, it'd be very, uh, cause I mean, let's be honest. It's iconic. Everybody, everybody loves the pipes. I don't love the pipes. I don't love the pipes either. I, didn't really I hate the pipes. I oh, I'm glad it's pipes. not a controversial <laughs> opinion here. The pipes are, the pipes are mid. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> but the majority of, you know. The fans, they they're like, oh yeah, they they look fondly on the pipes because they they have the old memories of tsunami in the, you know weekday afternoons with Tom too at the helm. They're playing Dragon Ball Z, Gundam, you know, for a couple hours each day, and then we we've talked about this, like it. the fiction of like what? nostalgia, you know, looking back on things, it always seems better than it was. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Some things hold up, but not everything. <laughs> I do like the theory of people like, oh, yeah, since the evolution backstory, are they going back to weekdays now? It's like, mm, <laughs> you wish, you wish, but no, that's not, sorry. Look, uh, there might have been maybe the slightest, tiny, itty-bittiest chance of that happening if Adult Swim didn't go crawling back to Fox reruns. <laughs> but they did. <laughs> So it's not it's not happening. There there will be no weekday tsunami on Adult Swim. Much less Cartoon Network. Are you kidding? Cartoon exactly. Network? Are you kidding? No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's it's surprising <laughs> that they even acknowledged tsunami on its birthday. Oh gosh, like yeah. <laughs> Most of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's mm, it's not happening. Sorry. No. Uh, unfortunate, but what do you mean unfortunate? Thank goodness, I'm well. Uh, yeah. I can't deal with this. 
No, I definitely couldn't keep up with a daily block. <laughs> Not happening. Nope. <laughs> D-Lord, any thoughts on the return? I mean, the first part was fine. I guess, like, it was so short that it didn't really leave that much of an impression. I'm mainly yeah. just curious what's going to happen in the second part. And hopefully mm -hmm. it is longer, because mm -hmm. I feel like there isn't much to do if it's, like, two minutes again. No, it won't be two minutes. It'll probably be, like, five minutes. I also have a theory that... Uh, the Cosmo Samurai was stuck at at 1 a.m. because it was like five minute episodes and they didn't want to. Mm. They, they couldn't lead the block off with that because Shin Mu runs a full time slot. Sure. Yeah, I would think. And Attack well, of Titans runs pretty long, too. So they well, would have been like assume. way off. It, yeah. it, as it stood, um, Cosmo Samurai tend to make all the shows like two or three minutes late every every week that it was happening which mm -hmm. certainly did annoy some people <laughs> i don't and care didn't really bother me <laughs> it's just a few minutes guys get over it seriously it's there are fun. worse things in the world so there really are you could have your country invaded by russia that'd be worse than oh, waiting oh two three oh minutes man. to watch tsunami uh. huh? <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> And to lighten the mood, here's a joke. Beep, beep, poo, funny. My friend tells me that things could be worse. I mean, you could be stuck underground in a hole filled with water. I know he means well. Oh, my God. That took me a minute, and I'm so God embarrassed about that. Dang it, uh. sketch. I started, I started watching this VTuber named Girl DM, and she has a lot no, of Girl dad DM's jokes. Great, I love her. She she is fantastic. She's fantastical at Minesweeper. That yes, that too. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's very fun. And huh? that was that was one of the recent dad jokes she shared in a stream. I was like, oh, that's that's too good. <laughs> He means well. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I and it, it. it's so fitting of these times that we are in where it could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. But it's still pretty bad for everybody, you know, pandemic Sorry. and everything. <laughs> As I've said before many times on this podcast, I have a very low tolerance for fans complaining about this shit. I just don't care. I don't want to hear it. No one else wants to hear it. <laughs> Maybe Colt wants to hear it. I love you, Colt. But he's like the only one who does. <laughs> uh, speaking of something that made Colt lose his mind, more <laughs> fooly cooly. <laughs> yes. I'm all for it. Whatever. More Fooly Cooly is coming. Two more six episode seasons of Fooly Cooly. Hey, yeah. Is coming supposedly next year, but uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll They're see. Plenty time. of things have been delayed, <laughs> so we'll 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 see about that. But if uh, if it is coming next year, then I appreciate the fact that they did not announce this like two years ahead, because <laughs> I'm getting kind of tired of that. Being like, oh. This thing is coming in like two years. 
Yeah, I'll definitely okay. still be hyped by then. Yeah. <laughs> See in two years. Like Uzumaki, you mean? Because I've lost all my hype for Uzumaki. Hmm. I haven't lost my hype for Uzumaki. I'm I'm still very in, interested in seeing it, but I will never lose my hype for Uzumaki. But yeah, it, I'm it's, excited. It is it is a bummer that it's that it's taken so long for Uzumaki in particular. But like, what else did they announce? Like two years ahead or more. The the previous Fooly Coolies, Samurai Jack. You know those those were long waits. Okay, but Samurai Jack, like. Oh, I, I mean, that. Samurai I Jack needed that was, announcement. Was, that, uh, was, that was a really important part of my life. I needed that announcement to know that, like, it wasn't just a rumor. It was coming back, you know? Fair enough. It's different. It's not the same. Yeah. But the fact that they got this housing complex C show coming out supposedly this year, and they only just announced it, I was like, yes, thank you. This is how I like it. I don't, I I, like I don't it. want a it long good. lead up to these things. Yeah. But yeah, Fooly Cooly coming back for two more seasons. Fooly Cooly Grunge it is being animated at Mont Blanc Pictures. And uh, it is directed by Hitoshi Takekyo, who has uh, done not a whole lot. Was an episode director on an Appleseed series. And was a director of After School Midnighters. Some kind of film from uh, 2012. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, we, we've seen a preview image as well as uh, a very short video clip, which, which shows the, the style of the, the series and... It's certainly interesting. It looks cool. Violent. Yes. Yes. Like the or, like I the like preview it. image looks like there's going to be a big big battle. And uh the the preview clip is an interesting CG with some 2D styling to it, which does look good. It does look good. Uh, I, I think the stylization helps a lot in that regard to to make it pop. So that that's a that's a good that's a good choice. Uh, I would say visually, probably prefer it to what we got in Black Lotus. Hey, that's getting a comic. Getting a comic series. If you want to see where Elle's journey goes from where it left off in the series, there's going to be a comic that continues Elle's story. I honestly am a bit surprised that that's happening, much less happening so soon. But it's it's coming soon. So that's pretty cool. And then FLCL Shoegaze, which... And I think this is a bit clever. So shoegaze is a form of alternative music. And Yutaka Umara is the director of Fooly Cooly Alternative and will be the director for Fooly Cooly Shoegaze. So alternative into shoegaze. <laughs> I appreciate that kind of thing. 
And I really liked Alternative a lot. Uh, I wouldn't say I like it more than the original. I think maybe only Jose holds that opinion. <laughs> but it's really good. I liked it a lot. The ending left a little bit to be desired, but overall it was a very enjoyable series. And, I would uh, agree. I, I intend to rewatch it. I don't know if I'm going to rewatch Progressive anytime soon, but I, I do mm -hmm. want to rewatch Alternative. So that gives me a lot of hope that Shoegaze will be at least as good as Alternative, hopefully better. I mean, <laughs> you never know if you're going to hit the ball until you swing, right? That's a fooly cooly metaphor. <laughs> you, you know, um, Jason shared an article about what impact a new Fooly Cooly could have and like and then it just briefly went over progressive and um alternative and it actually got me it was a really well written article I can't remember I retweeted it I can't remember who wrote it at the moment um but it'd be on my page somewhere I, I thought that the assessment that the, the the issue was that one of them tried too hard to mimic the original and then the other one just fell flat at the ending, but still had a good hype. And that the new one, for it to be something that people would like, rather than just trying to recreate the original, it would have to have some kind of creative, wacky visuals mixed with the music and the humor. That And I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So rather than like we just be obsessed with okay this coming we need a coming of age story and it's about the story and the pillows and then having having uh the characters like that's what makes fooly cooly but rather stick to like a different aspect of the formula that made it popular is having some wackiness having a lot of different visuals to sort of like keep you kind of wondering what's going to happen next have it be a little bit unpredictable, you know, things like that. Like, like that's what I'm looking forward to. And I, I've, I've always loved creativity and animation. So, you know, what I've seen, if it holds up to just that clip, like in some, some sense, you know, with, with maybe, maybe big action, maybe just, just, you know, wacky creativity with, with how it's animated. I don't know. But I think, I think if they want to be more successful than the, than the last two, um, then that would be the direction they should go in. Less story heavy, more like all the other things heavy. <laughs> yeah, I think like Fooly Cooly at this point probably would work better as kind of a melting pot for creativity, kind of like mm -hmm. Lupin in a way where like you just have different directors and writers go in and do their own thing and not necessarily think about continuity with it. Because like yeah. I feel that was Make part of the problem with progressive. Dandy. Yeah, like yeah, a space dandy. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel No, like you're absolutely right, B Lord. That's like very well stated. Having having them go in and just like, okay, here's here's the, the, the baseline things notes you gotta hit and then do whatever you want and and we'll have the pillows write your music for you and anybody else you want or whatever. I don't know. But you give them a baseline and then let directors like have a lot of creativity and and you know Go all at it. Make it wacky. Yeah. Like, I think that was part of the problem with Progressive for me, where it felt like it was trying too much to focus on continuing Fully Cooly rather than making itself its own thing. And that's why I ended up liking Alternative more, because it's like, feels more disconnected from the original series. 
And I can, like, mm-hmm. look at it on its own merits. Yeah. I Which is agree. too bad. Like, the, the whole Jinyu thing, like, it could have been super cool. Like, I liked the concept. It just didn't come together with the rest of how it was written, you know? I would agree. I would yeah. agree with all those points. I think Progressive had some interesting ideas mm-hmm. and just didn't land the execution, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. It's very unfortunate, especially because that was the one that got the bigger push. And then when Alternative came out, people were already writing it off because they weren't too keen on Progressive. So that's also unfortunate. At least the show looked pretty. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it looked pretty. And it had uh, that one character that was just one big Tomorrow's Joe reference. Uh, it gets yeah. one point for that. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, uh, I think I was actually um, debating with Alien the importance of having Haruko around and... He made the point that you don't actually have to have Haruko around. If you need a connecting thread, me- Medical Mechanica could be the connecting thread. I'm like, oh, you're right. You don't necessarily need Haruko. You you just have Medical Mechanica and puberty. There you go. It's yeah, connecting yeah, thread. I guess. I mean, I guess like Haruko's kind of a bender of Fooly Cooly. Where like, mm, you see mm-hmm. her and she's like cool for like her whole personality and gimmicks, but like, I don't think she necessarily needs to be actively involved in everything. Possibly. I I also begin to wonder, like, I know I'm not necessarily the target audience for some of these because I don't really look for coming-of-age stories anymore. Like, it's not what I seek out. Sometimes it happens when I find another story as a result of that that's good, but... It, it the the concept of coming age doesn't really appeal to me. I'm past the point where that's something that interests me or I can relate to as a viewer. And 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 there isn't a lot of new territory to cover there, in my opinion. Mm. So and and that this is purely a personal. This isn't like an external criticism of how they're making it. It's just like like how I feel when I see these. It's a little bit of ennui, you know. Okay, great, another coming of age story, like. Why Mr. Fooly some... Cooley centering around a salary man. <laughs> well, like, Please. I mean, come on. Like, how many of us in our 20s and 30s have our own version of existential crises that would make for <laughs> hilarious and amusing anecdotes in anime? I feel like there's a lot of content there that they could work with. They nobody they don't want to do it because it's just not as sexy, apparently, to advertise. But I feel like it could still be, you know, I could it could still be a good good program like i mean cable tv has been doing it for decades so why couldn't Mm -hmm. anime no i agree i I think um (laughs) japan's obsession with teenagers is off-putting to say the least yeah whenever i find a a even decent show starring an adult character i'm like yes sign me up (laughs) same year and the fact that look we all know that Toonami has its roots in youth entertainment. Yes. But Toonami is now on Adult Swim, and they could definitely be making shows that are more centered on adult characters. 
and less about teenagers. I mean, Shenmue, Ryo's, even though he looks like an adult, he's still a teenager. He looks like that, a man. They could just, <laughs> he could be off going off to college, but he has chosen not to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Fena, she's supposed to be pretty young. All, all of them are supposed to be pretty young. The ages are fairly vague. Uh, both of the Fulikulis that we've gotten so far, of course, centered around young people. And I would imagine that the the next two also, though the uh, the Shugei's image shows a character with Haruko who could... Uh, that looks like a school uniform. So he's he's probably a high school boy. And I don't know about housing complex C. Maybe. <laughs> So it's, it's about a girl living in a housing complex who who knows how old she is. <laughs> hey, well, a thriller a thriller is very easy to adapt for older um, characters. I feel like because mm-hmm. because actually, I think it gives you more flexibility with what you can do with them. You sure. know, I hope that they I hope that they up the age for this character. I like thrillers, and when they're when they're done right, when they're done well, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to this one because I think. I think it'll be as cool as uh, the hypest. So it would be nice to see it not be uh, 13 to 16 year old as the star of the show. Yeah. I must agree. But, well, <laughs> I guess they're going to make what they're going to make. But I, I do think it would be good if they had more more original series that that centered on older characters. I mean, one of the things that was really great about having Samurai Jack back is that on Adult Swim, they were allowed to let Samurai Jack explore darker, more mature themes. And and we're not just talking gritty and violent, but like Jack had to kill a human for the first time and Mm -hmm. it destroyed him. Like th- these are things that you would never have gotten on the Cartoon Network version is and, as and mature nudity. as they could have gotten. And sexual attraction and nudity. Like these are nice mature themes that, you know, are appropriately handled could be very interesting to see in these contexts. Yes. I exactly. still say like Parasite did there the one the few times. I mean, I'm not going to talk about whether or not it's appropriate for teenagers to be having sex or not, but <laughs> For, for the, the first time I've seen, like, in a long time, an animated sex scene that was done well. And it was, like, and it was on Toonami. And I was like, yeah, this works. This worked really well. <laughs> I can't think of that many well-handled sex scenes in anime. Like, I can think of maybe five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and unfortunately, one of them is actually Future Diary, and it's questionable whether or not that was, um, ah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was great. Yeah. Was uh, well, like, I feel like that's the a reason for the sex yeah. wasn't, uh, was maybe not great, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if they, if they want to do that, that don't see why they can't add that in. Like, it's a much, much healthier uh, a display of like all the hormonal inks than having random shots that are di- the male gaze directed, which we've talked about with Celia, uh, Celia and I and, and Umeko have talked about on our podcast. Like, like okay, we're tired of this. 
let's let's make this a bit more adult. Thanks. This is adult swim. We can do better. <laughs> we can do better, guys. And and the audience can handle it. They can handle it. It's not like they're not going to see worse on any other cable show, you know. So yeah. That's Listen true. to me. I'm not advocating for sex. That's what it's coming across as, and that's not Violence what I'm saying. And I feel movies and sex <laughs> Getting this, this is coming across not how I wanted it to. <laughs> um, it's okay. This it's makes okay. for an entertaining podcast, though, maybe. <laughs> I think so. Uh, I think so. So, housing complex C. I'm, I'm very intrigued by this. Uh, the description that we have for this so far as uh, centers on Kimmy who lives in a small low cost housing complex located in the seaside town of Kurosaki where trouble seems to follow her wherever she goes and horrific incidents begin to occur is an ancient evil stalking the residents of housing complex C seaside town huh hmm sounds very Uzumaki <laughs> I dig it I dig it <laughs> Right? That that does take place at a seaside town, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> you see, I see, we all see. Um, the wave. This is supposedly coming this year. Uh, it would certainly pair well with Uzumaki, though I, I wonder... I wonder if perhaps they won't pair them together and, and instead have one air and then have the other air. Don't know. But I would pair them together if if that was an option. <laughs> I hope it's got like a heavy element of mystery to it. I love when they have mystery on ton full, like something to keep you intrigued the next episode besides what's gonna happen. Like what are they looking for or what is the objective? Like that kind of stuff. I love mystery. So thriller with mystery and horror, like perfect combo. Let's do it. Make it happen, guys. Ancient evil. Let us unravel the mystery of whatever this ancient evil is. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I'm here for it. I hope it has a really strong first episode because the first impression is going to weigh heavily on this one, I think. Uh, As far as the production goes, uh, the director, Yuji Nara, uh, I don't think they've yeah, they uh, they don't seem to have any credits on ANN other than playing themselves in Seiyu's Life Episode 9. I don't know. <laughs> they do have people playing themselves in in uh, that series, which is delightful if you uh, have any interest in an anime about voice actors. I would check it out. Alas, it never got dubbed. But it's still on Funimation, sub only. Probably get moved to Crunchyroll soon. <laughs> Not there yet. Uh, yeah, but the uh, the writer credited for the original concept is Amphibian. That's a pen name, and they have done various uh, visual novels, including one called Raging Loop, which apparently was very well received. I don't know. But uh, I, I, I think a common issue with these Toonami originals is the writing isn't that good. So maybe having a 
uh, I won't even necessarily say an accomplished writer, but just somebody who's written several things. Maybe, maybe that's where we have the turning point. Because, <laughs> yeah, the writing of some of these shows has at least started promising, but kind of, it, it's like they know how to start. They kind of know how to keep things going, but when it comes to the endings, eh. <laughs> oh, Fena. <laughs> uh, I can't believe that's exactly what the director wanted. <laughs> yeah, when Jose said that, I was like, but but why? why? But, but why? What, where, where did you in your mind see that as a complete story? Please explain that one to me. Uh, I can't, I can't agree with that one, Jason. I just can't agree with that one. But still, I, stunningly visual program. Yes, yes, abs- absolutely, and memorable in its own ways. Yeah. So, uh, not, not, not a, not a train wreck. Just could have been so much better. But I digress. Nonetheless, uh, let us just marvel in the fact that uh, on this podcast alone, we have talked about multiple Toonami original productions. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that that is what is happening right now. That's a that's a very healthy future for Toonami, I think. Mm-hmm. And we have two more original productions to talk about. Uh, due to the festivities last week, we kind of put off talking about the last part of Cosmo Samurai 2. And yeah. I guess we'll just get right into that. <laughs> so, in the previous segment of Cosmo Samurai 2, the third segment, um, all of uh, Cosmo Samurai, the group, uh, uh, Surahime the uh, Ninja Kid and Yasuke all agreed to um, enter Tom's body and help him in this final battle against Jaku. However that works. (laughs) And now, the final battle. And it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool final battle. They they pull off lots uh, lots of neat stuff in this. We get to see the value of having these other entities inside of Tom. So you got uh, Awaji doing his ninja move. You got Yasuke doing his big punch and Surahime with the sword skills. So that that's all very helpful and flashy and fun. And then Tom throws this special light spear into the past. Apparently, and that kills oh. Jaku in the present. Well, that's the what past. happened. Yeah. yeah, it's. I wouldn't say it's confusing, but it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's it. That's all. No, I'm just gonna put a blunt. <laughs> what? What a what? letdown! Honestly, okay. after the setup. I don't know. I, okay. I thought it was pretty satisfying. But, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like they felt the need to hit the reset button, and I, I don't think they needed to do that. It's a happy ending. I'll give it that. Yeah. 
Yeah, Except for that timeline is totally like everybody in that timeline is screwed. <laughs> Though it is implied that Tom still lives somehow. Uh, Hakase said that Tom will be needing his assistance again soon. Whatever that means. I. Yeah, the, the, the post. The mid credit. The mid credit thing was probably the most confusing because. It seemed like the timeline got reset. Hakase was just a cat again. Surahime is still a little girl. The Shogun isn't dead. Tom saved the, all of that timeline. But then, what happened to the timeline that they were in? Uh, Tom sacrificed himself to, uh, to, to stop the planets from colliding. And then we just get the reset. But... Hakase survives that and it seems like he returns to the current time or like he never really left the current time actually he uh he, he's still floating around in in, in the ship at the current time I yeah that is confusing I don't know I do not know but it was a cool final battle <laughs> it was too short it's too short that it was a big ask, I feel, to get people interested in this one because as straightforward and bland as the first one might have been, it was pretty easy to follow and just kind of fun. This one, it was three episodes of exposition dumps and then a fight. Y- y'all think you're Dragon Ball? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it probably would help if you, you know, watched it all in in one go, or or maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I'm be honest. I tried watching it in one go, and I just zoned out. It, it That's understandable. Work. It's I, a I, I, it's I, I, a I, lot yeah. of reading. <laughs> it's a lot of reading. Like, it's so convoluted. <laughs> The merging of the people into Tom, I was like, but why? Wouldn't you all be stronger not in one body? I didn't get that part. I mean, theoretically. Well, not necessarily. I mean, they they all have their skills, but they're not as durable as Tom by any means. Like, they have so many clone bodies because they're not durable. Which, by the way... I mean, I guess we don't have to ask what happened to the clones if, like, the times the timeline reset. But they're like, we got all these clone bodies. Set them free. We don't need them. They they should be allowed to live their own lives. Oh, yeah. that They're not just going to... Have you read the clone saga of Spider-Man? <laughs> That'd be so weird. You'd always know that there's, like, five others of you out there. Probably not too far from where you are. (laughs) Probably having the same existential crisis that Tom was having. Yeah, no no shit. In the return. Ah, anxiety circuits. Oh, boy. Yeah. I do think this was more ambitious. It was more visually interesting than the first. But the decision to spend so much time just talking explaining the situation show don't tell okay show don't tell but it also did this kind of interesting 
I want to say interesting. This um, it, even though it was a lot of show don't tell, it was also a bit of just showing things and giving no explanation. <laughs> so it it needed to find its balance in there somewhere. I think. Uh, I probably did like it best when it was doing that, when it was um, like just just showing something foreboding and not not having any dialogue over it. That that was potentially among the better parts of it, but yeah, it did, didn't quite nail it. Didn't quite nail it. Uh, <laughs> so if they do more of this, however they do. Uh, can can we make it a little more interesting and a less less talky? That that would be good. Less talky. I like all the colors. It was very colorful. It, it was. It was very colorful. I liked Samurai Tom's design pretty well. Also, it had Tom three is good for me. E- evil Evil Tom's design was also pretty cool. It it started going all venom. I needed, like, more Evil Tom, to be honest. Like, all right, you say he does bad things, but I need to see him do bad things. I don't believe you until I see it. (laughs) Do bad things, Jakku. Well, didn't you see him kill the Shogun? Oh, wait, did they not show that? No, (laughs) they didn't show that. They just said that it happened. They showed a funeral. (laughs) That's weak sauce. (laughs) You're right, they didn't. He's going into a heart attack. Show. He's such a bad boy. Yeah, he could have died of a heart attack for all he knew. He could have seen Jaku and just died of shock. Like, we don't know because we didn't see it. You saw Jaku and died of shock. Oh, God. Oh, even for you, Sketch, no. And I love your puns. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, that sure was a thing. (laughs) Sure was a thing. Cosmo Samurai 2. Yeah. Take more, please. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll take more. I, even though like this I, was solid, okay. I'll take more. I might disagree with some of it, but, you know, I, I'll want more. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they would be opposed to making, like, or, or just showing the full-length thing in a time slot rather than splitting it up. Maybe they don't think that they should have a subtitle thing on for an entire time slot, but... I think it's worth an experiment. Yeah. That, like, that would have been cool, like, to show the entire thing on on the the night that they celebrate Tsunami's birthday, that would have been cool. But to, to piece it out over multiple weeks, which they always do with these sorts of things, mm-hmm. not not quite as special as it could be, I think. But I suppose well, for, their logic is also one and done is not very conducive to getting people to come back every week. <laughs> true. Give me a reason to watch the block. I have several best. reasons to watch the block right now. One piece. And also one piece. That's it. <laughs> yes. And That's also it. one piece. Have you heard the good word of one piece? Man, it's uh, it's kind of crazy that uh, they're they've actually played like how how many was that? Have they played? Uh, I was just looking at this the other day because I lost track of it. Because because they play two episodes a week, 
they have actually aired 18 episodes of One Piece since it came back. Wow. Oh, gosh. God. I I just don't, I can't, I can't get into the po- the time skip redraws of the characters. Like, Zoro looks like all boxy in the face and body, and I don't like it. It's not sexy, and he's a very sexy character. What you don't you don't you don't like post time skip Zoro? I he's mean, the I think that's redesign. He just he just looks she's too square, and then like and then the women are too X round. Like everything's all distorted. I don't like any of the character designs post time skip. Well, the don't best post time skip design is definitely Usopp. Yeah. He could be a bit tanner, perhaps, but other than that, he's 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 definitely a good good change. I don't even like Luffy's change, honestly. Huh. Even though it's that, I just don't like that shirt. This is nothing like to the... the story. It's just it's just the, the character designs are icky. I don't like the shirt. I, I don't think, like. I think the worst one might be Frankie's, though. Oh, uh... Frankie's is painful. Yeah. What? <laughs> Oh, and it only but anyway, gets worse. If if they had, I'm playing Kuma. If they had been only playing one episode of One Piece a week since it came back, they would be on uh, the episode with the Kraken. Hey, <laughs> yes, uh, the episode when when uh, Luffy, Zoro, and Sanji end up missing and. <laughs> The crew has gotten separated so many times since they came back. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, it gives me anxiety, by the way. And it, yeah, my anxiety circuits are really firing up when, whenever, whenever the Boy. crew is is separated. Me too. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's, How did this turn into a One Piece conversation? You have have taken over the cut. I wasn't even the one who brought up One Piece. Though. You blame Junior. <laughs> it was me. You shanghaied us into a One Piece discussion. This was not what we signed up for. Shanghai? Hong Kong? (laughs) And there you go is my segue. You're welcome. We should should talk about Shenmue. But since we are talking (laughs) about other shows on the block right now, another reason that I am very much enjoying Toonami week to week right now is Made in Abyss. And the reactions to Made in Abyss. Kuro. How's it feel now that the other shoe dropped? Oh my god. Like I was I was thinking like something completely different. And I have um hold on, what's the word? Apratemophobia. Um I have like fear of limbs being chopped off. Like I'm not even kidding Um. you. That that really freaks me the fuck out. And so they didn't even just do it cleanly, which is horrible in itself, but it was like Let's start by breaking the bone and everybody has to hear it. And then you see the swelling of the blood and all this other shit. And I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. This is a child and another child. And what is happening? And then and then they bring in another character saying, well, we can fix it. It'll never be like it was like, what the fuck? Why did we go through all of this? What are you talking about? Why well, to be fair, this? Reg didn't know what else to do. Ah. Oh, so that's what so that's the scene everyone was all up and about, huh? It's yeah, just upsetting yeah. to watch. I yeah. I don't know. I I wasn't faced by it. Unfortunately, I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> totally desensitized to violence at this point, aren't you? I've you know I've 
I've been around the block. This it's is not the, uh, it's not the violence part. It's the fact that you weren't expecting it. That's the problem. You oh see yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Children. Yeah, because you see violence on all on a bunch of different tsunami shows, I and mean, it's like okay. yeah. I mean, the buildup to that is it's it's so devious. Yeah. Because they they're finding this creature who's clearly very smart, very overpowered, and they have like no chance yeah. of defeating this thing. And they pull up the umbrella to to prevent the attack from hitting them. And it seems like everything's okay. But then you pan over to Rico and she got one of the, the stickers in her hand. And they're like, oh, no, that's really poisonous. She's in big danger right now. And then they're like, well, we got to get away. So we got to go up. So she has to experience the the level of the curse where bleeding happens from every orifice. <laughs> Yikes. Children need to go home. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, what, what are they doing? Where are the parents here? Go home, are, children. They're orphans. Where are the parents? Hmm. They're, they're orphans. Made in abyss is an organ is is an orphan grinder. All kids out of the pool. <laughs> All kids out of the abyss. Right. Yeah, I think it was pretty interesting that the poison went out first. At first, I thought she was, like, hallucinating that the poison was was spewing out. I was like, oh, no, that actually probably did happen. Because before you can get all the blood out, you got to get out the poison. So that, that's probably helpful for her in this case. But, uh, yeah, she's in really bad shape, especially because he just broke her arm. Oh! oh. <laughs> Wait till you see what they do for the treatment. It's, um, it's weird. This is such a lovely show. Fun for the whole it's family. So It's so fun for the whole family. Dude. Dude. <laughs> and I know it's going to get worse, and I'm like, what are you going to do to me next? And, and honestly, like, in defense of the, you know, the whole, like, desensitized to violence thing, it's not that. That's not the problem. The problem is you just don't expect it. You have these, like, these really happy-go-lucky kids. Like, we're going to be fine. Like every other anime, children are thrust into situations they shouldn't be, but because anime, they're okay. They're clearly not okay, and it's in your face that they're not okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they still have plot armor, but they're they're going to get banged up along the way. I like that, plot armor. That is the appropriate word here. That, yeah. I mean, if they didn't have plot armor, they would be dead. They would already be dead. There's yeah. no there's no good reason that they're not dead. <laughs> okay? There's at least no good reason that Rico's not dead. I mean, gosh, so many things tried to kill her already. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was that was disturbing. And it's even it's funny too because like like I'm watching and then the reactions on Twitter as I'm watching are like similar to mine. And the best part is like, "Oh good. I wasn't the only one who wasn't expecting this." No, I mean, it's 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 devilishly designed to to catch you, which whether or not that's good writing is debatable, I suppose, because <laughs> it knows what it's doing. I think that's brilliant, actually. I think that's... it's good at what it's doing. <laughs> yeah. No, you want it catching people off guard like that. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's manipulative, I, wouldn't but... I wouldn't have even known there was going to be a problem if it weren't for all like the people warning you. Like, and imagine if you experienced that without anyone telling you that's coming, and then and then put that into perspective, you know? Yeah, but in the age of trigger warnings, it is good to let people know what they're in for. <laughs> 
at least vaguely. Uh, yeah, but the <laughs> the creepy Full Metal Alchemist level stuff isn't even happened yet. <laughs> oh boy, just you wait. The uh, the next three episodes. Uh, well, the next one's pretty chill, all things considered. But then the next two. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy, if I'm remembering correctly, especially the 13th episode. The 13th episode will break your heart in multiple ways. I so. bet. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to the reactions and uh I think they actually will play the movie. I, I think they'll play Dawn of Deep Souls, but it remains to be seen if they will. I feel like a broken record. I've been asking for these movies for a while now, and it's like no one listens to me. No one cares. You know, <laughs> you know I these wanna... movies went to theaters, and the, the if if somebody took their kids to the first one, not so bad. If they took their kids to the second one, oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! I gotta imagine that there were probably people who took their kids to the second one, got to this point, and went, "Nope, we out." <laughs> that, was a, that was a different kind of mouth noise. <laughs> the kind of mouth noise that you make when uh when you're coughing up your own blood of course <laughs> oh man oh man can can you believe that uh that the actress Brittany lotta that was like her her casting call was that scene that's, I love that she posted about that, by the way. That's crazy. She, she shared that experience with us. Like, that actually made it really cool that she's like, oh, you thought you were shocked. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> Tremendously <laughs> And I had to do so. it. <laughs> that's great. Great stuff. Yeah. I suppose it makes sense for that to be the casting call, because you got to know if the actress can handle it. And sure. What better sure. way to know than the... <laughs> <laughs> to hit them right with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next time. <clears throat> that's uh, that's enough about one Sentai dub, and let's let's move on to another. Oh, but uh, it, it was also interesting to note that uh, Cosmo Samurai's subtitling was done at Sentai. Hmm. What's with that? Explain why it went so fast. <laughs> what's what's with Sentai being involved with tsunami stuff lately? Hmm. No, no, I'm I'm okay with it. Just slow, slow down. I just find it interesting. Can't I, read as fast. I can read fast, but not everybody can. I definitely did not expect. Uh, uh, I definitely did not expect Shenmue to get dubbed by Sentai Studios of of all potential studios. That was very, very surprising. But now there's one reason why I'm rather glad that he did. So we'll get into it. Ah, Shenmue episodes six and seven. Six episodes title is Dignified and seven is Future. So. Rio gets to Hong Kong and immediately gets played. <laughs> well, first, he almost gets run over by Nami on a motorcycle. I said that, yes. <laughs> that is Lucy Christian playing another redhead who looks a lot like Nami. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, <laughs> and that is, that is at least one reason why I'm glad this got dubbed in Texas. 
Mm-hmm. She's really good in that character. Uh, so gets almost run over by a motorcycle, and this girl who looks like Nami, her name is Joy. She tells him, "Hey, you should be careful. You might get robbed." What happens? He gets, he gets robbed. It's <laughs> so video game, though. Fresh off the boat. Sees three thugs coming his way. A kid runs up to him. Mister, I need help. Different sound. <laughs> Same old trash. Oh, hey, guys, I got his bag. Let's go. Wait, what? What just happened? You got played, son. <laughs> you got played. So he immediately goes to the police officer, and the police officer's like, well, you know, you're probably not getting that bag back. <laughs> These things happen all the time here. What was in the bag? It's like, well, nothing valuable. Well, that's good, because <laughs> you're probably not getting that bag back. Also, where are you staying? Uh, I haven't figured that out yet. Oh, well, you come back when you figure that out. And <laughs> there had to be a reason why he said that, right? Because all the inns and public houses turned poor Rio down. My gosh. Yeah, there's like uh, nowhere to stay in Hong Kong, apparently. No, no, nowhere that people want you to stay. No room, no room, no room, no room. <laughs> no room in the inn <laughs> for poor Rio <laughs> in Hong Kong. Uh, so mulling about, he meets an old man who's doing Tai Chi by a tree. And asks him about his tai chi he's like hey i thought tai chi was uh wasn't uh, a combat martial arts what <laughs> that's not true at all and and well he does explain that it's not but it can he, be yeah <laughs> but rio was, was perplexed by uh by this <laughs> but uh he asked the old man for some directions like this these two episodes, Rio goes, and I guess this is just the way it is in the game, probably. You, you meet somebody, you talk to them, they tell you to go somewhere else, you talk to them, you tell you to go somewhere else, you talk to them, tell you to go so video else. game. Oh my gosh. It gave me such heavy, um, just like the past few episodes, not just the last two, um, Broken Sword vibes. Mm. Like, where like you're doing an up, you're doing like a quest to do with the modern things that will eventually lead you to a thing or a helpful thing to another thing and a thing that might help you uncover the lore that might help you with your grander quest. Sounds like this is so video game, and I I didn't mind it. It's just it's just funny that I got those heavy vibes. You know, talk to yeah. a bunch of people, you may eventually get where you need to go. <laughs> yeah, it does seem to be the case here. So. The old man practicing Tai Chi uh, gives him some information, and, but then Rio runs off before the old man can find out what kind of uh, martial arts style Rio does, because he, he wanted to know that. Uh, Rio bumps into some more thugs on the street as he still can't find a place to stay, and they're like, hey, we can tell you anything you want to know about this town. And he's like, okay, well... You know a place where I could stay for cheap? Hell no, I don't. Now we'll take some money for that advice. That wasn't advice. Was, this is not a transaction, gentlemen. Is, is he speaking Chinese this whole time, or are they speaking Japanese? 
he apparently knows enough uh, Cantonese to get by, but in the dub, even though they mention occasionally, oh, do you know some Cantonese? It's, it's all just English. What's it like in a video game, Junior, since you just played it? I haven't played Shenmue 2 yet. Oh. Yeah. Well, get on that. We're all waiting with bated breath. I guess we'll have to ask Laser about it, though. He says his uh, memory of the second game is, is not nearly as uh, airtight as the first game. And uh, he would be joining us, but uh, he had a prior engagement. We'll be sure to have him on next time we talk about Shenmue, so we're maybe a little less lost. <laughs> but I, I was going to check the, the subbed version to see if, if they they did anything with this, but I'm guessing no, because if they did, there would probably be some Japanese text on the screen to indicate that somebody's speaking in another language and the Japanese text is there for Japanese readers to be able to understand what they're saying. But uh, it's just in... But he's in Hong Kong, right? I mean, most people would be speaking English, right? <laughs> At least a lot. Yeah, like, it's pretty easy to find people in Hong Kong that speak English, in my experience. I'm not sure yeah. if it was different, though, in, like, Shenmue times, though. 1986? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps. But usually, but... When, when I was in Hong Kong, though, it was much easier to find someone that knew English than it was to find someone that knew Chinese. Or even Cantonese. And this so far, it's it's uh, it's implied that, that Rio knows enough Cantonese to get around. And sometimes people bring it up. Uh, so, after he beats up these guys, because they wanted money from him. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, Joy breaks up this fight. And they're like, ah, oh, man, Joy's involved. Forget it. We're out. And uh, she offers him a place to stay because he can't find anywhere to stay. She's really helping him out, honestly. <laughs> she's she's very helpful, Joy. Very helpful to, to Rio. Uh, so she gives him a place to go and say, hey, Joy sent me, and then he can get a room. Which uh, he does do that. And then he finally says what his name is to her. <laughs> and uh, then... He goes around uh, looking for uh, Master Le Chau Tao and the uh, apartment complex that he was told to go to. They don't live there anymore. Uh, he bumps into some old lady who's uh, expecting somebody to be like trying to get her to move, like real estate situation. Don't really go into it, but uh, she tells him they don't live there anymore. Go to this temple. So he goes to the temple, and when he gets to the temple, he sees a woman praying and talks to her for a little bit and then goes into the temple and meets the monk there and says he's looking for Master Li Shao Tao. And the guy's like, oh, you're looking for Master Li Shao Tao, huh? Okay, well... Um, this letter of introduction you've given me doesn't really get you an in, so, you know, come back when you learn something. And then he goes back and talks to the first old man who was teaching him Tai Chi, tells him what his, uh, his style is after 
going through this trial of uh, getting these leaves to fall off the tree. <laughs> I'm probably mixing up some details at this point, but there is a lot of back and forth going on. Uh, <laughs> and then after successfully knocking all the leaves off the tree, well, not all the leaves, but like littering the ground with the leaves, he, he talks to the, the man again who uh, had the initial impression that Rio was giving up because things weren't going fast enough. And Rio just, he keeps trying to explain to people that it's not that he's impatient, it's that it's very important that he take care of this situation. But everybody's like, no, man, you gotta slow down. Otherwise, we're not gonna have any gameplay loop. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Absolutely. Yes. So he goes back to the temple after uh, learning uh, a a thing or two (laughs) and telling the old man that he trained in the Hazuki style, a style that his father developed. And the old man's like, that is truly a gift that your father has passed on to you. It's like, yes, I know. Now I'm going to go find out about my father's killer. (laughs) So he goes back to the temple and... He sees the woman again and kind of brushes her off and goes in and mentions Gon, one of the, uh, what, 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 the Wude. Wude? Wuda? Wuda, yeah. One of the, one of the forms of Wuda. And the monk's like, hmm, yeah, so you've learned of one of the forms of Wuda. There are multiple forms of Wuda. And then the woman comes into the temple and starts talking to Rio. It's like, hey, I wasn't talking to you. And at that point, the monk's like, excuse you, sir. Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> oh, boy, Rio, you, uh, you, you, really, you really could have avoided some problems here if you uh, just didn't assume the gender. <laughs> there were multiple times where it's like, I'm looking for him. I'm looking for Master Li Xiaotao. Where oh is he? Gosh. And everybody's like, he, huh? <laughs> so that brings us to the next episode. Uh. Where <laughs> immediately Li Xiaotao proves herself to be the master by whooping Rio immediately. That was some really elegant martial arts display, by the way. I have to mm-hmm. point this out. I said the first time we recorded about this, the first two episodes, I said, like, I wasn't really impressed. And I have and I will fully take that back. I've been very impressed with the level of detail they put into the moves because my my partner is a a black belt in several different types of martial arts. And I have I make him watch some of these sequences with me so he can tell me what I'm watching. And he said that they're really well done, like the axe kicks and then the deflections, the palm strikes. They're done really well and she put him in his place and it was amazing and i appreciated that so much after he disrespected her Mm -hmm. just i'm speaking for all the people who felt the way i did i think (laughs) also fun fact apparently the master is voiced by Kristen alton who if you didn't realize was uh ozen (laughs) ozen did i say that right oh gosh what's her name uh yeah ozen ozen right in made in abyss ozen for some reason i think it's sozen <laughs> yeah avatar <laughs> yeah ozen. that was a man 
<laughs> yes. Ozen, Ozen, the scary tall lady in Made in yeah. Abyss. Yeah, okay. The one yeah. who let children do things what children shouldn't be doing. Yes. Yes, and keeps uh, a boy maid. <laughs> or That's a, a non-gender specific maid. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, so Kristen Auden is also playing this master. And she was also the master on Fullmetal Alchemist and you know, lots of other great roles. Uh, I didn't even realize it was her. Until I looked at the credits, I was like, oh, that is her. <laughs> totally different sounding performance to me. Pretty cool, actually. She's a very talented actress. Uh, <laughs> it's very, she's very reserved in this role. Which, uh, but, but without like a, 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 a hint of sinisterness, <laughs> like she does for Ozen. So that's, that's probably what's throwing me off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, she whoops him good and. Uh, says, uh, you know, Rio, is this even what your father would want? You you should leave here, go back to Japan. I can't help you. And he leaves the temple, but not before bumping into the girl who's sweeping the temple. And she's like, oh, nobody ever beats her. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I don't think I'll be back. Oh, you'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be back. And the monk's like, get back to cleaning. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I did forget to mention something in the first episode. He does get his bag back by uh, getting Joy to finally tell him where to find the kid. As long as he promised not to be violent. Which, that that was like a whole thing. Like, he needed to not think of martial arts as violence. It's, you know, it's, it's all very something. <laughs> I also <laughs> shout out to the part where the guy's like, you must practice practice Kung Fu on top of other Kung Fu. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, you thought this would come easy? You thought this would be like soup noodles? Cup of noodles? No, no. You won't find any martial arts like that in Hong Kong. <laughs> okay, sure. Sure. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so in this episode, after that doesn't work out, he goes between this uh, this uh, this school where he speaks to another master, and uh, he says he can't tell him about the Wuda. And then he asks Joy about martial artists, and Joy's like, I don't know any martial artists. Hey, wait a minute. There was this street performer who hangs out in the mall. Maybe you should go talk to him. So he goes and sees the street performer at the mall, who immediately gets him into a con job, though he doesn't realize that Rio actually could break a rock with his own hands. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, you actually know martial arts. That's cool. <laughs> I used to know martial arts. But that was a different time. Now I'm just a con artist living at the mall. How does he live in the mall? You Are are you allowed to do that? He might just be so, running away at night, I guess. I don't think so. Because he... It seems like he hangs out there all all hours of the day. Maybe... You know the story about the guy who lived in the airport? It can be done. Well... <laughs> I just I don't think he's being sneaky about it or anything. I I I I, I don't know. 
there's clearly people that come in looking for him. Uh, apparently, it is uh, Yellowheads or, or whatever. Another gang. Oh, boy. Another gang. Uh, looking for some protection money later in, in Rio. Tells him, hey. He's like a magnet for gangs. Like, what he is really he doing is. wrong? <laughs> no matter where he goes, he finds trouble. Like, he's. I'm waiting for the moment when he goes to, like, that quiet, serene village where Shenhua is that we occasionally flash over to. He's going to find a gang there. We just know it. Oh, yeah. He'll find one. And they'll have an equally cringy name. Uh, Probably. (laughs) But there is possibly a more threatening force that is interested in Ryo now that he sees that he's not just some tourist. Everybody's like, oh, you're some Japanese tourist. I'm not a tourist. Uh, are you here for business or pleasure (laughs) business all business revenge Revenge. Rio's all business yeah you you, you see those times when Joy's like hey you want to go do something he's like no I don't have time for that (laughs) come on bro you are I love these what's wrong with you are you not a man I mean you look like a man (laughs) you look like a man where is your libido, bro? <laughs> oh my god, we're the worst. <laughs> he's a very focused guy, you know, he's very focused on his his mission. Which is a currently now to, to learn the other forms of Wuda. And he learns another one. And they're like, Well, you learned one more, but there's still more and no, the master still doesn't want to train you or help you or whatever. Oh, but you could stay here. Okay. <laughs> That's good because the other guy was going to start paying me, start charging me rent. <laughs> Just because you're Joy's friend doesn't mean you don't get to pay. Here we go. Hey, she said it was a discount. I, he, I don't think he should ever been expected to pay. So it's honestly a very good thing that he, uh, <laughs> he conned those people out of some money earlier. He's probably going to need some. <laughs> well, maybe not so much now, now that he's got another place to stay. And uh, with, there's a lot of girls that he's meeting in this in, in, in Hong Kong. And there's another one shown in the preview. So he could be a lady killer if he cared. <laughs> doesn't seem to care. No, no, he really doesn't. He's a very, very focused guy. Total, total tunnel vision. But <laughs> there were so many times in these two episodes where he's like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean I can't do the thing? Because it's in the video game, damn it. That's why. <laughs> More side quests. <laughs> More training. More thug encounters? Come on! Oh my god! <laughs> there's this there's this website that does amusing um, articles. They're satirical articles. It's like the Onion, but they do it for video games. And they did one where they said they have George R. R. Martin in the front, and like man keeps getting distracted by side quests, but instead of working on main quests because he hasn't written the last book in the the series, and it reads just like in video game language. It's really freaking funny. I'm gonna have to post it. <laughs> I've seen something similar to that with like uh, 
It's a comic about the Legend of Zelda yeah. and Link's doing all the side quests. And the villagers are like, you gotta stop the great evil, man. Yeah, like, no, no, dying. no, man. I gotta do this side quest. <laughs> I need this one weapon. <laughs> We're dying here. <laughs> you think I'm not gonna 100% this thing? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> when else am I supposed to do these side quests, yo? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You Lord, you're so quiet. What do you think of these episodes? I mean, I'm quiet, but I actually really enjoy them. These are like probably two of my favorite episodes so far. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, they're I'm pretty just, good. I'm enjoying the whole vibe of like the Hong Kong story, and like I am enjoying like a lot of the new characters that are showing up, like Joy. Um, so I'm I'm kind of just mainly curious, like how the rest of this like part of the story is really gonna go, because I feel like. We're still so early in that I'm not really sure, like, how it's going to pan out. Especially, if, like, this story arc is going to be, like, what's the remainder of the season, too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all Rio really wants is to find out about Yuanda's zoo. But everybody's making him do all this stuff to, <laughs> to, to actually tell him about Yuanda's zoo. Total broken sword. <laughs> it's it's kind of ridiculous, honestly. But there is much he needs to learn. <laughs> because first of all, you 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 done screwed up when you assumed the gender of the master, man. You you really you really screwed up, man. Yeah. <laughs> you really screwed up. They would be giving you the runaround so he, much if you hadn't he done doubles that. Doubles down too, and then he he doubles down. He's like, "I can't fight a woman. A woman can't be the master." And you're like, "Shut your mouth! You're making it worse. Just stop." Just he didn't stop. actually say a woman can't be the master, but you know he was thinking it. The monk guy was like, "You're thinking that, aren't you? You're thinking she can't be the master." Yeah. He's <laughs> like, "I didn't. I didn't say that. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking that. I I swear." I can Just read like you like way, a book. It was definitely inferred in the way he, he was like, I won't fight a woman or blah, blah, yeah. blah. He, like, he but, did say he would. He he doesn't fight women. He said that. But like, like I, that's not the same context. Like, like no. fighting a woman and then fighting with an opponent who is a woman. It's not the same. <laughs> not the same. No, certainly not. And it seems like he's going to maybe get a clue in that regard in the in the next episode where he does uh spar with uh with a young woman so he, he's getting better maybe <laughs> i do like i do like that they are um adding these these uh different um hurdles for him to cross and i like that they keep throwing opportunities for him to fight. I feel like that's like the equivalent in terms of translation to from video game to animation of like random encounters. And so they, mm -hmm. they do a good job of having setups where he's fighting. And then I, I really enjoy seeing the martial arts animation a lot. That's been, that's been quite fun and, and helping me learn to identify like what's, what he's doing. Um, that's been, that's been really interesting. So mm -hmm. I will give that it's too bad. Laser room here for hear me say that like, no, they, they uh, definitely won me over with the martial arts animation. And my partner doesn't like anime. And he was like, oh, they're doing a good job with this. So that speaks volumes to me. There's a, there's a lot of discussion of martial arts 
and I think they do an eloquent job of explaining things, and I I, I do appreciate those details. So when, do I. Uh, when the Tai Chi master is, is telling him, uh, people look down on Tai Chi because they think it it doesn't involve force, but it was re- it's related. They have it, they have it wrong, mm-hmm. all wrong. <clears throat> and I like that that they're like fighting, and I don't know because I didn't play the games like whether there's some kind of mystical magic involved, but it doesn't come across at all in, in the animation that there's anything but ability involved in this. These are just really skilled fighters. And yeah. and that's that's all. Like, there's no, like, chi or, like, Dragon Ball Z superpowers or anything like that. It's like, these are just people who know their shit and they know how to use the human body to do dangerous things, and that makes it mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. The the Wuda so far are all, are all about principles, about yeah, uh, not not showing off your martial arts, about diligently training every day. So interesting, interesting. We need I, a Wuda I, I, about not disrespecting female <laughs> teachers. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, Rio. You're a child. How the fuck did he make it to Hong Kong? Like, I'm still kind of wondering. Aside from the fact that it's in the script. Because <laughs> it's in the script. Yes, of course. Uh, he got a lot of help from uh, the Chens. Chens. Man. They got him, they got him on a boat. <laughs> I really wish that Chen Jr. had come, though. I liked him a lot. I wanted Yeah, to you, you know he would have had been on the up and up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he definitely would have been able to read the room. <laughs> he certainly would not have been had his shit stolen by a bunch of kids. Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> this this is how that scene would have gone out if that guy was there. And like, Rio sets the bag down. And is like, Rio, you shouldn't set your bag down. Why? Kid runs off with the bag. That's why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I want to get on to meet Shinhua. She seems really cool and legit. Yeah, they keep teasing her. Which, now uh, that she's not repeating the legend over and over and over again, uh, like I want to know more about her. Shinhua showed up in this episode, but I don't think the goat was with her, and that makes me sad. When goat? Bring back goat. For for all of our laughter, listeners, I, I think Sketch and I both want to convey we both like this series. We're just having fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. it as well. I really, I really am enjoying it. It's fun. It's just it's hard not to point out these things that are obviously adapting a gameplay loop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. talk it's to this great. person, now talk to this person, now talk to this person, now talk to this person. But there's some nice stories in there. Like, you, you have you have the story of a master who is saddened by the way that he feels he taught one of his students wrong, and a student who feels like he was disgraced and can't be a martial artist anymore. And, you know, that, that kind of stuff. It's nice. There's some nice... Nice stories going on here. What does Junior think? Junior, hi. What? <laughs> what do you? What do you? What do you? What do you? What do you think of uh, Shinmu so far? I like Shinmu. 
That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Like I said, I've really been paying attention. I just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Well, you did play the first game for your streams. I did play uh, the did, first game, yes, and that's did, it. <laughs> did you? Uh, that's. Did you? Did you? Did you feel the the anime has done a good job representing the first game in its first five episodes? Uh, it's okay. Yeah. You have to. You have to elaborate rushed. that for me. It is. It is definitely rushed. It is. It is like. Ugh. Well, what what do you think that's important that they missed that they should have included? Like the fact that they already found Charlie at like the second episode. It's like, oh my god! How many hours of gameplay until you found Charlie? I'll say a few. Yeah, yeah. That's a, and again, I'm seems about right. A gamer, so oops. <laughs> You just did what we call a gamer move. Uh, yeah. Clearly half of every episode needed to be Rio just working with the forklift. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know what they should have done Okay, 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 okay. The fact that we did not have any forklift races is bullshit. I would have liked to see that. Yeah, same here. I'm bleeding this was that really important. was a very good staple of that that little arc the forklift arc like the races in the morning yes you gotta do them you you know how like some anime have like a postscript where they have chibi versions of themselves do like a thing Uh that could have been the forklift race they could have had like postscript in like over three episodes and they could have had him do like the race you know, it didn't have to be chibi version, but like an amusing anecdotal part of the ser- hmm. the serious part of it. I feel like that would have worked. That could have been fun. Yeah, well, lo- some I little vignettes. Little yeah, the little vignettes. Mm-hmm. Like they could have a little little forklift race vignette. Mm. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, the the. It is surprising that they adapt the first game in just five episodes. That seems too too fast. Too fast. Too furious. But, uh... I don't know. It was a choice. I, I don't feel like... I mean, I guess I don't really have much of an opinion about that. Other than it did occasionally feel fast. And, like, it jumps around. Like It, it jumps around a, a fair bit. Like uh-huh. you're you're doing this one thing and that and that and now you're doing something completely different. <laughs> it's it's a it's a lot of that. And in that's, these two that's episodes, in video per- game though. Yeah, in in these two episodes in particular, there is just a lot of talking to the same people back and forth. <laughs> a lot of that. Did he I, even like do any gambling with the gotcha pawns? Did he try to even play gotcha at all? I think not. Oh, you're right. But what? What? My question then is, what are like all these the two, things? All right, the two on. biker dudes. Yeah. Like that would always hang out in the bikes. Like they they would always be like an asshole towards you, and then they're like, "You gotta join our gang if you want to know where Charlie is and where you get our tattoos and whatnot." And it's like they were only there. You only saw them as like background characters. For a brief moment, and that was it. It's like, really? Okay. Jeez. 
I can act. Well, well, my question would be then, having not played the games, how important is some of this stuff to plot development? It's a real question, though. Uh, Probably not. I mean, a little bit. I mean, well, okay. Well, it, I mean, it would add more to the, you know, the story. <laughs> like, because the whole game feels rushed in those two, those few episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're on. But they didn't quite yeah. find a happy balance between making it feel as mundane as the game can get and getting yeah. through the necessary material in a good pace. I I don't want the mundane parts though as a viewer. Like if I'm watching as as <laughs> me as a viewer not having played the games, I sure. would say let's say I know nothing about the game at all and I'm just watching this as an anime. That stuff would have no meaning for me. For me, that would be like, wait, what are we doing? Where's the plot? Like, it's getting lost. Yeah, there's a lot of things that aren't mundane, and that was just skipped. Okay. So that's that's what I want to know about. What are the things that are important that they needed to have? Honestly, I've kind of... Like I said, I was not paying much attention, but, like, I just know the fact that we... We're already in Shenmue 2 land. (laughs) So it's... It was a lot. V-Lord? So I'd I'd have to... hmm? Do you have anything to contribute to this part? I mean, I never finished Shenmue 1. That's right. I think Laser would have a better... Uh, yeah, we'll have to touch base with Laser. The one time on that it. we like actually have questions for him, and he's not here, poor guy. <laughs> laser, we well, need you. I mean, Dude. at this point, he is available. We could like bring him in here, but I, I think we should just end the podcast. <laughs> no, because 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 I have things I need to do that include Sussin. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so if you have a. Any thoughts on Shenmue or uh, Tsunami's events? The Return, Cosmo Samurai, the upcoming series, Fooly Cooly Shoegaze, Fooly Cooly Grunge, and Housing Complex C. You can certainly uh, tell us about your thoughts by emailing us at podcast at or using the hashtag Tsunami Talkback on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast and on Twitter at Toonami Podcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and Amazon. And you can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at SoundCloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. You can get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com, such as Laser Kid's weekly Shenmu reviews. Probably going to fill you in on some stuff that we don't actually talk about. <laughs> Tune in for the next one of these for that. <laughs> or read his reviews. I mean, he's, he's very thorough. He's very thorough. He is thorough. Super, super thorough. Mm-hmm. And if you like us and want to help us out with, uh, uh, with uh, you know, f- funding things, uh, you can subscribe to the Toonami Faithful Pass at patreon.com backslash Toonami Faithful and uh, get exclusive clips of CJ's 90 minutes 
documentary, What Toonami Means to Me. You have the full versions of these interviews, which are very interesting. And uh, if you don't want to do that, another way that you can uh, throw a little something-something at us is to go to ToonamiFaithful.com and click on the Right Stuff link. Then anything that you purchase on Right Stuff, we get a little something for it. And uh, it's past at this point, but they did recently do a Toonami-centric one-week sale, which had some neat stuff in it. And we bought stuff. Yes, yes, we bought stuff. Lots of stuff. So that's a that's a great way to to contribute to tunamifaithful.com if you you know don't want to sign up for the Patreon or whatever. So please do that. You should you should definitely get your anime stuff on Right Stuff. They're a great great website, and uh, yeah, they are. if you click that link, then we we get a little something for it. Their prices are pretty reasonable, and they have sales really regularly. They have sales all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and like, and, and they're they're uh, they're um the head of the 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 right stuff is a super cool dude. He's super mm-hmm. he's super cool. They uh they have like crazy good sales a couple of times a year, usually around their birthday in the summer, and that's coming up pretty soon. All things considered, I mean it's only March, but uh, I think it's uh, in j- July, mm-hmm. so. That's that's a big one. Uh, I think they probably have a Memorial Day sale. Yeah, them uh, them and Sentai's store tends to have great sales. So, if you want to add to your anime or manga collection or buy anime related goods like some nifty straw hat mugs. <laughs> yeah, Paul, where are straw hat mugs, dude? <laughs> Yeah, you, you can pick up some cool stuff on Right Stuff. I'm just saying. You can pick up the right stuff. That's, that's 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 what the name implies. Give this man a beer, please. <laughs> I recently added more Gundam to my collection. Uh, I picked up movies. Uh, the the Thunderbolt, both of the Thunderbolt movies, uh, F91, and uh, what was the... Oh, MS Igloo is actually a series. I picked that up, too. I don't actually remember what I bought, but I know I bought some Naruto for my nephew. Mm-hmm. And Straw Hat Mug. I did. No, I didn't. Did I? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I tried to buy two Straw Hat Mugs, and they're like, no, you can only buy one. Well, what am I going to do if I have a guest? I guess I... they get the Straw Hat Mug, and I'll just have something else. Just give them a Naruto mug. <laughs> I would never. What? I love Naruto. Stop this. <laughs> Actually, like a like a, a leaf village symbol on a mug would be pretty cool. Oh, I got an Akatsuki umbrella. Or, oh yeah. Why oh, do you nice. ask? I have no reason other than I saw it and I thought, yes, I need that. See, Akatsuki umbrellas make total sense because you already got like the cloud pattern on the umbrella. Which makes sense. It's on an umbrella. Sure. We'll go with that. It, it looks cool. I think that's why I buy it. <laughs> I bought it because it looked cool. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, Junior, tell us Hi. where they can find you. <clears throat> 
Well, they can find me at Caboose uh, Jr. on the Twitter, uh, Jr. on the YouTube, and Jr. underscore VT on the Twitch. I stream every week. Um, next week is going to be the last week I uh, have my special Toonami themed graphics. So uh, enjoy while they last. If you haven't seen the uh, compilation he made of um, the Toonami logos, you guys should definitely check it out. It looks pretty cool. And Adult Swim even um, RT'd it. So. They're kicking my ass in the quote retweets. What? what you can you, silence you those. You can silence those. Are people saying disparaging things? How dare they? No, no, no. No, it's just, no, it's just funny. Like, I'm getting ratioed by Adult Swim. Lamau. <laughs> ratioed by adult swim huh hmm. uh, Lord, where can they find you uh, yeah people can find me on twitter at vlordgdz and then I write various things for Tsunami Faithful as well as all-comic.com so you can find all my writing over on those places and then I do a bunch of podcasts the main one being the Demon Slayer podcast over on Twitter at DSlayer Podcast. And uh, then you can find my other podcasts like Over Soul Shaman King Podcast, Sat Night Shaggy, and uh, Dumb Weaves Podcast over in my bio on my Twitter. So, yeah. All right. And Kuro, where can they find you? I hate following V Lord with this because I'm like, you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> but, but yes, you can find me on Twitter at Happy Curl Kitty. And you can find me on the website. I write editorials sometimes. I have another project I'm working on that you'll be able to hopefully use that as a, a point of reference for me as well. But um, this is random. But I'm considering doing a new um, a new icon for my Twitter of of Kuro, and I I've been retweeting artists like crazy looking for ideas. So if you're an artist. And you love to draw. I'm interested in potential new Kuro icons. Kuro has to have a glass of wine. That's canon. That's like my Kuro canon. So just going to throw that out there. Just be careful. You don't get bombarded <laughs> by bots. And in, in case you are not aware of the Kuro she's speaking of, it's the Kuro from Blue Exorcist. Yes, it's the cat. It's the black cat from Blue Exorcist. That cat's like the best part about that whole entire show. Seriously. Uh, no disagreements. <laughs> no disagreements. Kuro is the best part of Blue Exorcist. Yes, it is. <laughs> Such a cutie. He is uh, the best. He's the cutest, which is why he's me. Thank you. And you can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And uh, I might do a editorial for ToonamiFaithful.com one of these days. <laughs> I had writer. You haven't written in a while. I had an idea for one, and uh, I threw the draft at CJ. And he's like, "No, nah, I think you got to redo this." <laughs> okay. Ouch. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. <laughs> I'm I'm looking back at some of my old articles, the days before CJ, <laughs> and uh, I, I think. He wouldn't have let me get away with any of these. 
he is a good editor, to be fair. He's a way more diligent and way better editor than I ever was. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad we have him. But there are definitely times when I'm like, man, I just want to write what I want to write, and I don't want <laughs> you to pick it apart. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I will not have... <laughs> It's already past due for being on time for the 25th anniversary, but Toonami's Adult Swim's 10th anniversary isn't until April or technically May 26th. So there's that. And we will also be celebrating the 10th anniversary of this podcast because that's, we uh, we started when Adult Swim Toonami started. Lord. Yeah, right? April is next week. Oh! Stop, stop. Don't tell me that. You're right. You're right. Oh, I wonder what Adult Swim's going to do. That's uh, it's going to be Thursday night. Be a Thursday yep. night. Fun. Fun, fun. Yep. I, l- I look forward to whatever it is. Last year they did Adult Swim Junior, I think. <laughs> yes, they did. I, I was amused by that. Yeah. It was all right. I, I, I like that kind of that kind of thing. But probably the best part about that was the was the bumpers. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up on Adult Swim Junior. <laughs> I also appreciate the fact that after all these years of making jokes about Adult Swim Junior that they finally did it. <laughs> finally. Well, it happened. Just don't expect it. I'll tell you what I want. More Game Seto. Max, love. We miss you, Max. HBO we still can't talk Max. about Attack on Titan because it's not over yet. <laughs> it's no. not over, and from the look of it, this season is not going to be the ending. <laughs> Probably I've been, movie. I, I've been, I've been keeping up on it. I've been watching ahead of Tsunami's broadcast, and I gotta tell you, oh, me too. Woo wee! Is it uh, enjoyable? It's. It's the weirdest thing because there was a time recently when I was like, I'm over Attack on Titan. I don't really like it anymore. But this season has gotten me way back into it. I'm like, you know what? Actually, Attack on Titan is great. That happens every season for me. I get over it It, and then it pulls me back in. Every season. Yep. 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 it's, It's... It might be among, like the 25 best shows to have ever aired on Toonami. It might maybe, maybe squeaks in there. I think that it's got some really solid plot development to, to be considered for that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have felt that way uh, a couple of seasons ago. It wasn't, wasn't hitting the mark for me, but uh, yeah, it might be. (laughs) Why 25th you ask? Well, I mean, 25 years, why not? (laughs) Yep. But uh, yeah, we will. We will. Uh, Paul has ambitions of doing things related to the 10th anniversary of Adult Swim on Toonami, and uh, because because it is going to be our podcast anniversary, of course, we'll probably do another live show. I mean, this, this is like all we got. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to. On the last one, if you didn't listen, you should check it out. It was oh it was for awesome. sure. It was it was great. I was I was so happy that we got a bunch of folks that are no longer with us mm-hmm. to uh to cameo 
that was that was a lot of fun. I don't. It's going to be hard to top that. I don't think. I don't think I'm going to be able to top that. No. But we we can still have fun. It was. It's like a three-hour love fest, man. We went. Cocktails we went for on everybody. And on and on and on. I don't even know what we're really going to talk about for our 400th episode. Oh boy, we got to think of something, I guess. <laughs> so that's coming up. Uh, very soon, in fact, in in like four episodes, because <laughs> that that previous live show was uh, three ninety five, and this is three ninety six. So uh, the next, I'm I'm not going to count uh, the interview that we did with uh, Steve and Dana as that that's going to be a, a separate thing, an exclusive, not not an episode order number. Which uh, I'm super hype about that. Hopefully that's out before this podcast, but if it's not, then it should be out shortly after this podcast. And that's going to be exclusive content? Uh, Well, I mean, it's not going to be on Patreon first or anything. That's Mm -hmm. no, it'll it'll just it'll uh, we have our exclusives, which are usually our interviews that are long. So it's not part of a regular podcast is what I'm saying. Okay, just wanted to clarify. Mm hmm. It did it did need clarification. So that does it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you had a, a good time. I, I think we had a good time recording it. And <laughs> we we have fun here. And uh, thank, thanks for listening every time that you do. And be sure to share the podcast with uh, your your friends and you know get the word out there that Toonami is on the air. It has been on the air for almost 10 years now mm-hmm. it's still there every saturday night at midnight tune in they're, they're playing some good stuff right now yeah they are so until next time thank you for listening and we are punching out peace take care